Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Alex Mila. I'm here with Chris Yates, and you're listening to episode five of Don't Fret, a Guitar Builders Podcast. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. Um, so for those who are tuning in, this is kind of a special episode where we actually have two, um, I guess, veterans of uh, Mobius guitars. And there is uh, some big news that was just revealed today from Chris and Benji. And so I'm going to let you take it away, Chris, and tell us what you've been up to. Cool. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, uh, what's also cool about this episode is we have uh, Chris and Ben visiting me up here in Idaho. They drove straight in one shot from California yesterday <laughs> uh, to get here, which I've done that drive countless times. I've never done it in one shot, and it seems insane to me, but I am glad they're here and <laughs> made it safe despite the snow. How long is that drive? It was uh, took us about fourteen and a half hours, um, but Chris kept me good company. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, it's a good sign of the uh, the friendship when you can sit in the same car for fourteen and a half hours, oh. not run out of things to talk about, and yeah. not get mad at the other person. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, all that to say we have uh, Ben McSherry and Chris Johnson here in the Mobius shop in person, which is pretty cool. That is incredible. Um, so yeah, and the, the impetus for the visit being that I <clears throat> recently wrapped up the build uh, for Ben that I've been working on for a few months. It's definitely got a few Mobius firsts on it, being a, a very intricate uh, inlaid fretboard that I did with the Shaper Origin. Um, and it's got Mother of Pearl and Epoxy and Abalone. And uh, oh, yeah, it's also the first board I've done with pocketed fret slots. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. It is so the body itself is technically the shape of the Genova seven um, rather than the, the six string, just to make it a little, just a hair bigger. Um, I'm trying to think what else the, the control layout is a little different I'm trying to think of what else was tweaked on this, but yeah, it's a, it's a very unique build. It's uh, Oh, it's, um purple what was the what's the name uh amethyst weapon it is the amethyst weapon to go along with the final fantasy 7 uh oh, theme yeah. <laughs> yeah we're just we're making up our own weapon to go along with ruby and emerald yeah so it's gonna be amethyst <laughs> we can we can thank mr johnson here for being clever with that <laughs> perfect and uh let's see oh there was one other unique thing that i just thought of and now it is totally escaping me. Um, let's see. It's got a Paduke uh, headstock, which I have not done before. 
Um, oh, that's what, yeah, it has a color matched headstock to the body, which I don't typically do, but it was something that Ben wanted. So uh, that was a first for me. Um, and yeah, uh, the overall for given all the um, the new uh, new things to learn and the <clears throat> various complexities of the build, I'm pretty proud of how it turned out. Uh, we got to do a, a first reveal for Ben earlier this morning. Uh, that was pretty fun. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I'll I'll hand it over to to these guys. So uh, Chris has two of my Cetra model, which is kind of the, uh, the Telecaster inspired body. Um, he's got one that I built specifically for him to his specs. That was one of the last guitars I finished before moving out of California. Um, and then the other one he just bought earlier this year that I had originally bought, uh, built to be sold at the shop here in Idaho at my dad's, uh, store Rosewood music. And it didn't move. Because people in Idaho just want Martins and Les Pauls, so <laughs> oh, uh, he ended up Come picking that up. The, the basic bitch models. <laughs> yeah. uh, he picked that up earlier this year. Branch out yet? Was that? They just haven't had the chance to branch out quite yet. Man, yeah, something. It, it would make me so sad to see that guitar just sitting down there not getting any love. And then uh, I I originally shipped it down to Ben um, just to noodle around on uh, this past, when was that? October? October. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Chris just ended up buying it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was sick. So Chris owns two, and now uh, Ben owns one of my builds been a long way but yeah <laughs> it, it was a journey it. it was a journey to get here i did break my arm twice in the process of building ben's guitar mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's some dedication like blood sweat tears and bones um that's yeah i remember <laughs> i remember like i think we were we we're both trying to deal with our uh our like work life schedules and trying to get our builds done and I remember you guys going through some of this stuff, and I'm like, man, he just can't get a break. Um, <laughs> so he's getting all the breaks. He's getting all the breaks. Oh God! Yeah, radial head fractures for the win. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just. I remember he was just saying the other day, I'm I'm putting the finishing touches, and the and the and the dudes are coming are driving over here. I was like, wow, it's already done. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Ben's yeah. experience been so far, man. Like from from the moment like you you thought of the project to when you you know called up Chris and was like, "Hey, man, um, let's talk." Well, it actually, um, I mean, honestly, the whole the whole process is a very a lot of like little events just stacking up. Like I uh, I've known Chris and Chris for you know six, seven, eight years now. Yeah, something like that. Probably, yeah, nine years this year. Yeah, and, this will be nine um, years. Yeah, and Mr. Johnson here and I used to have a, a band called Tiger together that Chris actually mixed our first Long single time ago. Yeah, ages ago, and um, you know, so I met Chris a few times back then, but we didn't really like talk a whole lot and hang out after that. And Chris Johnson and I went on, you know, a couple of different like journeys musically separately. 
And when, like, right before the pandemic started, um, I was working at a music store doing, like, repairs and lessons. Mm -hmm. And then I got a ticket to go to NAMM to represent the music store and be, like, a buyer and talk to some of the guitar brands. And so I hit up Chris Johnson. Was that 2020? Was that Yeah, yeah, January 2020. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually the the jam that I actually got to meet you in person for the first time. I think just briefly in, as we were passing um, with Chris. But yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry, that's the last time I remember everyone was able to go to NAM together. Yep. Yeah, it was the <laughs> the last one before the pandemic, and uh, I hit up Chris Johnson because I knew he used to go to NAM a lot um, because he had worked for a company called Chris Campbell in San Jose. Right. And he said he wasn't going that year, but that Chris Yates had started building his own guitars and I should hook up with him while I was there. And I was like, right. oh, that sounds amazing. Like, I'd love to, like, catch up with him again. <clears throat> and so I got together with him, I think, the the second day of NAM. I think so, yeah. I remember because I, I <laughs> uh, snuck my Cetra build, super gorilla style, oh, yeah. uh, in, into the uh the show just carrying it around on my back and showing it to like select people uh and i was cruising through i think i was going to a different part of the main hall uh and i ran into ben uh who was like super stoked to check it out it was like around the omega booth if i remember correctly something around there uh, I think it was one of the entrances. Was yeah, when I it, first it was one of the entrances you. to yeah. the hall. And I remember the first thing we did is Chris went and bought a Peterson strobe tuner. Yeah, it's right there. To because uh, <laughs> he was like, I need to tune this guitar. All this other shit sucks. Yeah. I'm getting a strobe tuner. I'm just I'm shelling out for it That's right, right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I just had a blast like walking around with him for a little while, like hanging out at the Skirvison booth, playing the Setra through an amp there, and just like. Did you make it to the Dover booth with Alex and I? No. To play through that, Dovers are incredible, man. Dovers are incredible. I love those amps. Those are so dude. good. Yeah. yeah. I, I still have the clip when you first plugged uh, the Setra in. You took like two chugs, and you're just like, "Oh my god, yeah." <laughs> yeah, just, that's all I need. You you try it now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was just honestly, I was blown away because you know they're they're nice guitars left and right. I was playing a Bossies, I was playing mm-hmm. uh, Mayon as their booth, Sirs, and to me, there's just one something incredibly special about the guitar itself, but also like being able to play something that somebody that I know makes. Mm. I thought that was really awesome that he had done such a, like an incredible job. And that was just the prototype that I was playing. And uh, pretty soon after Nam, um, Chris hit me up to Chris Yates hit me up to ask um, if I would maybe be willing to write something to film a demo video mm-hmm. for the Genova eight string. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to never written a song on eight string before. <laughs> and I think I had like five or six days to like, he sent me, or I, yeah. I picked up the guitar, <laughs> had like five or six days to like put together a logic session, program drums, like yeah. all this stuff. Like, and I wrote like a whole song based around it. You did that, that song that you demoed, um, you made that in that time constraint? Yeah. Holy we shit. We both did. Yeah, 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 both yeah. Did. Chris Johnson did a, did a song too for, he did yeah. the All the solos were improvised demo. too. All my solos are improvised. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. They were all one take. It was like the second take. We got it. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I don't. So, 
people need I, I, what in the description of this episode i'm gonna put if we still have them links to the videos so people can see like how complex the songs were and how ridiculous the solos were and they were all just oh yeah hey i'm just gonna whip this out right now and then be like yep that's good yeah. They're all on. Uh, they're both on the Mobius YouTube, so we can uh, we can get those links super easy. Oh yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, and so that came together. Like I was really happy with how the song came together because I was honestly, I had an eight string, and it yep. was an agile, like you know, like <laughs> monstrous piece of garbage that. <laughs> uncomfortable to play uninspiring and that's the reason i never wrote anything on an a string i'd learned like 22 faces from periphery like half of an animals is leader's song it was just like this guitar is impossible to play i hate it it's uncomfortable i'm never going to play this again right and then right, i right. got the, the genova in my hands and i was like oh my god i'm actually writing <laughs> riffs that i like i feel inspired this is so comfortable like this guitar is speaking to me and that's that's one of the reasons that I actually came together so quickly is because the instrument actually like wanted to help me write the music. So that's huge. Oh yeah. I mean, and it, it had been such a long time since I had played an instrument like that. And I honestly was very on the fence about, I, I thought about when the pandemic started because it happened right after we filmed the the videos up at the, the sound stage. Right. And I was like, I'm going to be at home. The pandemic's happening. We got all the stimulus money. And I was like, maybe I'll just ask Chris if I can buy this eight string. Mm. And I, I thought like, I'm going to go heavy. I'm going to do like animals as leaders stuff. I'm going to, you know, really like dive deep into eight string. I want that to be my thing because I was so in love with that guitar. Right. And Chris Johnson, he was like, I don't think you should spend money on a guitar right now. I think you should upgrade your computer because my computer was like, mm. honestly, you'd run one plugin and it would crash the computer. It was like <laughs> sitting in front of like an open oven. It was so bad. Oh, that's terrible. And so I took that advice and that was, that was a great choice because I was actually able to work on music and write music properly. Right. When it came time to start talking to Chris Yates about building my guitar, um, you know, I had had like a couple of different options in mind that I was thinking about. I was thinking about maybe an eight string, maybe a seven string. But when I like really sat down and thought about like what I intuitively like to play, is I gravitate towards six strings. And I was like, I'll start there and we'll we'll spec it out so that it's very similar to the the Genova A string, which is why mm. I have a black limba body on it. Mm. Um, I just yeah, it just those those woods really like clicked with me um and how they like felt under my hands and the the resonance that I got through the the neck. And so Chris Johnson had gotten his Setra by the time we were kind of wrapping up some of the, the details. And so I got like the Wilkinson bridge that Chris had also um, similar hardware. And, you know, when it came down to like finishing details, I was like, I'm going to be annoying. I'm going to be an asshole. <laughs> I'm going to ask Chris to do like an intricate, like neck inlay. Cause I'd had this thing that I had, I had uh, drawn years ago and yeah. I was planning on wood burning it onto a guitar Sure, sure. And I'd like practiced a bunch with like a wood burner and it just like the fine details like never came out right. So I was mm -hmm. like, maybe I'll give this a shot as like uh, an inlay design. And that's where I got this like dragonfly design that I did. And Chris said, hey, if you can make it in Adobe Illustrator, we can run it through the Shaper Origin. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it should make things actually like feasible to do rather than hand cutting everything. Yeah. And, you know, I mm -hmm. honestly... 
I could not have been more blown away when I took the guitar out of the bag because I mean, or not out of the bag, but they had it set up on the, the, um, the bench up here. I saw it first. I saw <laughs> yeah. it first. I just want y'all to know. I just want y'all to know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, get yours in. Uh, I, I specifically asked Chris, like at a, at a certain point when he started staying in the body, I was like, uh, don't send me any more pictures because I want to be like <laughs> genuinely surprised when I see everything together for the first time. And there's not a single thing that I could have asked him to do different on this. Like everything came out beyond my expectations. The top is insane. The sound is insane. The playability and the feel, the like resonance that you get throughout the entire guitar, like feeling the notes in your left hand, everything just like clicked. So, you know, I, I will be going on and on for the rest of my life about how incredible <laughs> this guitar is. That's phenomenal, man. I mean, it's uh, it, it's incredible to receive something like that that's made just for you with your vision. Um, yeah. I'm I'm glad you guys are are having this experience now. Like, so so when you when you um, first picked it up and started playing, like, better explain that whole experience. I mean, the main thing that really stands out with this guitar and uh, Moby's guitars in general is the the neck feel. Um, I've had so many instruments where you move your hand around the neck and it feels like you're fighting it. Sure. Always like, it's my thumb in the right spot. Why is this like, you know, not going where I want or like movement up and down the neck, get things getting sticky or mm. just like not getting like the response and the bounce when you're picking. And right off the bat, when I pick this up, it's like the guitar wants notes to come out. Mm -hmm. It wants to make noise. It wants to speak. It wants to help you play the things you're trying to play rather than you having to make the instrument play what you want to play. Sure. And, sure. you know, it's been so long since I've had an instrument that felt like that. You know, I get to play Chris, etc. when he comes over and we're, you know, working on music. But, you know, that's not my instrument. And it's just <laughs> like it's like the little taste to like okay, when I get mine, I know, I know it's going to be what I want. I know it's going to yeah. be what I want. And yeah, when I picked it up for the first time, it was that it was, it was the thing that you have the, the thought in your head of what you want something to sound like right. and the instrument actually like producing that sound and making it easy to have that sound and that feel behind what you're playing. Sure. I know that like, when you, what was it, a couple months ago on your seven, I think it was your seven, you switched to the bare knuckle polymaths? Six, oh, right? that, that was on my, my JP6 string. Yeah, my Sterling uh, JP150. I switched out. I almost threw the guitar in the fireplace because it was just <laughs> literally f nice to play. Pickups sounded like, you know, you're like listening through like, earmuffs that are also like poking you in the ears at the same time. Uh, and so I, I had actually used some bare knuckle Irish tours and a Mexican strat and was blown away by them. And I wanted to switch to pick out pickups out in the JP. And I put the, the polymaths in because yeah. I had heard like some really good demos and I liked them and they saved that guitar from the junk heap. And so, yeah, I got the, I got the polymaths and the, the Genova as well. And, you know, I just, they're very balanced and they take like the spankiness and like mm -hmm. attack that I'm getting from the wood of the body and the neck 
and they like translate into something that just doesn't sound like all transient and and no information you actually get like the body and the thickness of the notes to go along with that really aggressive attack Sure. Yeah, uh, one one just speaking about the polymass really quick. One thing that I noticed, uh, like putting Ben's guitar together and adjusting the the pickup height and uh, kind of just dialing in the setup is with the bridge being an Alnico five uh, based design. It's still super super tight, um, and it has like a lot of articulation without being super harsh uh still it still has like a nice complex mid-range um it, it's cool i like it a lot like uh i think the the polymath the silo like some of the more recent uh artist endorsed models that they're coming out with are pretty pretty fantastic good to hear because i mean lately all i've been hearing from a lot of the bigger companies is they'll start using i, th- I think on sevenstring.org they even made a like it's almost like its own meme now where it's like you know, brilliant clarity, great top end. That's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's every pickup, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all of them now. Yeah. And, and, and that's all I'm hearing. And so I'm like, okay, guys, like you, you've done this long enough. You've switched out enough pickups. <laughs> How do you filter the bullshit? But they're not, but they're not all the same, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a very different game with all these, all these new releases from bare knuckle and, Things from uh, brands like Elysian or Elysian and things like uh, Oil City, they're all different. They all sound very different despite their uh, descriptive. They're, they're similar claims. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you'll read the paragraph and be like, oh, I'm buying the same pickup. But there's right. it's actually a very different sound. Yeah. No, I mean, My, you know, what's funny is like, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was saying it also means something coming from you guys because, um, you know, at the end of the episode, I'll have you guys drop your, like, how people can find you because both of you guys are really really good technical but like melodic players and i for the people that don't know about your playing styles and everything it's easy to hear like oh you know i played this product because yada 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 but then seeing you play really adds to that um i guess credibility as well to what you say about it and so yeah you know it's it's very it's very crazy because like my story with chris and mobius is so similar to Ben's yet so different at the same time. Sure. And I like, mean, I want to hear that too, because your experience is, I mean, you all, you all have like the same circle, but everyone's experience with Chris and their build experience has been different. Yeah. Like, you know, just cause you were stemming off, like, you know, people being melodic and like people not knowing the difference in the playing just yet, you know, until they hear it, you're very right about that. Ben, Ben is so melodic on, you know, he's got a very strong percussive, very uh harmony oriented kind of playing and i'm a very like notey player sure. and like it's very um it's very cool to see that how mobius guitars works for both those styles of playing for cording and single notes and how that reacts in real amps and how that reacts even in uh you know amp emulators you know ben's very big on the neural dsb and he's using a lot of emulators where i'm really big on uh tube amps right. so you know and I've known Chris, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to meet Chris, you know, crazy enough. <laughs> I was selling a DiMarzio. What was it? Air Norton. Oh yeah. Air Norton. It was an Air Norton yeah. seven string neck pickup out of my Mayones that I had. I had a Mayones. Yeah, uh, that was in the Regius. Regius right? seven. Yeah. yeah. So I used to work for Chris Campbell guitars, but we were the American distributor for Mayones guitars. So I've played 
every Mayonez guitar that came into America for about three years straight. That's amazing. Yeah, so I have a real, my background in high-end guitars and boutique guitars like Chris makes is very, very strong. So I've been very fortunate to try out a lot of Tonewoods and I've been very fortunate to be able to try a lot of different pickups from DiMarzio. I've tried every bare knuckle. I've tried the aftermath. I've tried the cold sweat. I've tried the nail bomb. I've tried the juggernauts. I've tried like just literally everything. And it's been such an opportunity to work with someone like Chris, because I've seen the experience other people have had trying to order guitars Mm -hmm. through Mayonez or trying to order custom guitars and how distant that experience was from actually being able to order a custom guitar. Mm. Like there's one thing to be able to pull up a spec sheet on a website and check in some boxes. And there's one thing to talk to the gentleman who's going to build your guitar and talk about what you feel the evolution of what your tone is supposed to be, what playability is going to be and actually end up with a spec sheet that you might not even expect. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of one of the really special experiences. I'd really want to point out that Chris really brings to the table that I think a lot of other builders might not be able to bring to the same degree. And it like, I've seen guys, you know, order, you know, uh, Oh, this, this neck is going to be the warmer neck. Like, you know, it's going to be a Wenge, Bubinga, this kind of neck. And then we're going to put a mahogany body and a maple top. And the guitar sounds bright as death and it's horrible. And it's an eight string. And you're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> Unfortunate for that person, that guitar is going to be no good. And I've seen guys order swamp ash and think that they're going to get a light guitar and the guitar weighs nine pounds. And it's, it's one thing to be able to be a a order in somebody's queue and be a number that like, okay, ticket order, you know, one, nine, three, six is going to be this guitar versus being one of Chris's builds. Like where, you know, today was a very special experience because I got to watch Ben go through the experience of getting his guitar and kind of watch him feel out his Mobius to the expectation of what his build was and correlate that to what my experience was. And it was really, really crazy. First off, Chris was wearing the same shirt (laughs) for both (laughs) deliveries. So the periphery shirt he's wearing today that he gave Ben his guitar with is actually the shirt he was wearing when he delivered mine to me. Complete coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Limited wardrobe. (laughs) And another thing that, you know, was really special about, you know, the guitar delivery is Ben came with me to come get mine. He brought me to go get my guitar when when Chris was out in Alameda before he had left California. And to be here with Ben and experience that same experience. And, you know, Ben's Genova number six is number four. And my Cetra is number four is a a very special thing to me. It's a a very special number. And, um, you know, my guitar was was kind of a working point for Chris because Chris took on some challenges with me too. And mm. it was neat. That's right. It was neat to build uh, a guitar with Chris cause he was willing to take on challenges that were unique for him and not only knock those details out of the park, but keep me informed through the whole process. I think there's one thing to, you know, you know, be like, Oh, I want an artisan piece of, you know, piece of wood. You can go to, you know, maybe, you know, Paul Reed Smith and order a 10 top. Right. But it's one thing for Chris to pull out slabs of wood, spray alcohol on them and send fo- send videos to you. And be like, hey, what do you think for this piece of maple for your right. top or this piece of maple? Like, which one oh, do you yeah. like better? Absolutely. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a life-changing event because you not only feel 
so involved in the process, but it puts the ball in your court to know what you want for your instrument. And so you've got to have a really good vision. And I, my advice to anybody who wants to order a guitar of this caliber is know what you want. Because when you go into this and someone gives you options to pick four beautiful tops, trust me, you are going to be tongue tied if you don't know what you want to pick. <laughs> You're going to sit there and be like rubbing your head like, oh my God, what do I want for like this top? Like, holy shit, like I've got these four options and not one of them are bad. They're all amazing. They're just all different. Right. And you really got to like be truthful to yourself as far as like what you like, what you don't like, because you're, that's going to be it. Like, dude, you're a hundred percent right about that. That is what it's going to be. And, but the good thing is along with you making those decisions with such, you know, uh, you know, focus and such clarity is you have somebody like Chris on the other side, who's very knowledgeable about tone woods. And I think that's one of the special things that Chris has gathered from, you know, one, he's tried many Mayonez guitars with me. Mm -hmm. He's tried many Ibanezes with me. Chris has owned Strandbergs, Aristides. He's owned a lot of these brands. And he's got a very, very keen ear on how these woods are forming like a sandwich. Like, it's kind of like, all right, I got like, you know, ciabatta bread. But if I don't put the right lettuce and the right sauce and the right meat, this is going to just literally be horrible. It's, it's the recipe. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a recipe for balance and he's got a recipe for aesthetic. So I think that along with knowing what you want in your sound, I think if you can describe that clearly enough to Chris, it's really cool because I was fortunate enough. I went to Chris's wedding yeah. and, and I was able to not only be there on his very special day that he got married, but I also got to try out the prototype Mobius, like the first one That's that right. you know we're looking at on the wall over here behind us. And it's basically a Cetra with a very extreme carve out on the bottom mm -hmm. where it's almost like a leg kind of carve out, like a little bit like a Strandberg but it's still got the main Cetra vibe to it. Yeah, that uh, Alex, you, you know which one that one is with the left-handed yeah. uh, tally bridge for, that uh, flares out for the multi-scale. Which is honestly, like to this day, still, like I remember when Chris and I met in uh, in Reno and he showed me the eight string and this string. Um, and I looked at it, I'm like, the it, it was just such a simple thing he did and using a left-handed bridge to like make a makeshift kind of, a multi-scale-ish type bridge for that model that I'm like, th th this guy's, he, he's already thinking like years ahead of, of where he should be right now. I, I, I really want to build another one, but with like the updated uh, body style. Cause th this one was, this one is the guitar that I was referred to as my kitchen sink guitar of like, <laughs> it's just every idea that I think might be cool on a guitar. I'm just going to throw at this one. And it like, it didn't all turn out super cohesive, but it definitely helped steer me in uh, a direction that made more sense in terms of guitar design. Yeah, this is the one that the the guy from uh, Misery Signals played before he ordered his, right? Yeah, yes. he he tracked some parts of uh, uh, Ultraviolet um, with this guitar. Some some of the leads, I believe. I mean, I, I remember uh, holding that. I'm like, dude, I want this. And I think I, I like yeah, years ago, you're like, yeah, bro, dude. Like, I sell that. And you're like, no, I'm like, okay. no. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it hurts to know that that guitar is so cool. We played it at his wedding. Like literally Chris got married. And after like the services, you know, the photos were taken, you know, they did their wedding photos and stuff. We dropped back down to the, uh, they had a little room. Oh, and that the, was the cabins. Yeah, that yeah. was near the beach. Yeah. And we, yeah. uh, we were fortunate enough, my friend Sean and I were there, and you, you guys interviewed Sean on an earlier episode. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
and so he was there with me and uh, we were fortunate enough to hang out with Chris's dad and we were going over the guitar and it was just like, you could see that like somewhere in the background, there's a new guitar builder. Cause I mean, I, I, again, I, I played Tom Anderson's, I played at their booth and I used to go to NAMM for Tom Anderson and Mayones. So I've been around really quality guitars, but there was someone who was ingenuitive, but at the same time, very tone focused. And that was like something that was so crazy for me to see because a lot of times if you get a guitar that's really like ingenuitive with like design, it's not very toneful. Like I've owned a Parker and I've, mm -hmm. and I've been around Strandberg's and they're very, very, they're very, very cool instruments. And like when you hold it, you're like, wow, it's light and it's very ergonomic in, in the way that's ergonomic, but it really lacks like that recording quality when you're like, I want to record with this instrument. Yes. And Chris's guitar really captured that. And I think the next time that I really got to catch up with Chris, because Chris was, you know, really busy the next couple of years. And as Ben described, we were both kind of busy. The next time I saw Chris was literally a week and a half before we shot those videos for at the Facebook mm. headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> ben and Chris both came over my house that I was living at at the time in Mountain View. And Chris brought over the Genova 8 and the Cetra and Ben came over. And we had this really cool hangout that was like a reunion of of people who really like being together in a music setting sure. and really like being together in um, like almost like a brainstorming format. Like we're like mm -hmm. a group of people who could sit around and really work out ideas together and give each other ideas that I think are valuable. Sure. And sure. I got to try the Genova eight and I was so shocked at the quality of the instrument. Just like Ben said, it was one of the only eight string guitars that I've tried that across the whole range like every note bent easily, every note rings out truly, and the note value and the transient are something of equal quality. Like you know, you're you're like, oh, that's an A note, and it has a bright sharp attack, and if I pick softly, it has a beautiful fluty attack. And I think Chris was really aware, even from very early on, how to choose this kind of stuff. And we did the demo. We did the demo. Uh, and it was like what January? It was or February? Like it was? I think it was February. Yeah. So it was early February, and I borrowed the the guitar from Chris for about two more weeks after that, and I played it every day. I would play Guthrie Govin stuff, I like you know songs like Waves and stuff like Fives, and I'd be playing through all these songs, and I'd be like, I don't want to give this guitar back, and that was the one he brought to Nam. I, I didn't want to give it back. I I didn't know really what to think, but. No other guitar I had in my collection really had that same response. And so I completely for me when I brought it. Yeah, dude, it was it was nuts. It was like one of those things that you're like, should I just run away with it and not call him again? Like it's like <laughs> it's so jacked up, but it's like, what do I do? And so I drove it back up to Oakland where Chris was living at the time, which wasn't too far from where he ended up having his first real shop where he built my guitar. Mm -hmm. Right. And I drove up to Oakland where Chris was living and we went out for we went out, we went out that day and I dropped off the guitar and Chris walked out and he showed me a Genova he was working on for our friend, Alec. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and he showed me, yeah, dude, have you met Alec before? I haven't, but I, 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 I occasionally will comment on his stuff on, uh, on Instagram and, uh, Facebook and dude's a, dude's a killer player too. He's a monster dude. That guy in person has like the most Steve Vai fingers ever. He's got like the really long fingers with like the small palm and he's just ripping it apart. He's, he's crazy. And uh, 
he's one of the funniest people I know. And so we, anyways, Chris was working on his guitar and he showed, he was able to show me these quality woods he was pulling out. And some of them from you, some of these woods are from you that he was oh, showing yeah. me. And, yeah, um, stuff too. yeah, yeah, I have that guitar now. So I have wood that came, came from you from Dr. <laughs> Alex. And, um, it's, it's crazy. Cause despite all circumstances that Chris is under, no matter what, he's able to make the situation work. And he talked to me through that day, the initial part of my build. And I had been kind of concerned about, oh, I need a forever guitar. And I know you're not using stainless steel frets. And can you do stainless steel frets? And he's like, all right. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I kind of want this body wood. And he's like, I think this will be the fitting wood. And he went out and found me some Sapele that was really nice for my Cetra. And he did the first real stain for me, the first colored stain. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just uh, oh, uh, reminded me of one of those uh, faded jean modern eagles. Bro, um, you nailed it. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Faded, <laughs> faded whale blue, faded jean. Yep. You nailed it. Yep. And Chris nailed it too. I've seen that. Like that is that is bang on the same finish. And I'm like, oh, so nice. He did that in three tries. You know that? Chris sent me three different samples and he nailed that in three tries. I think that's about the same it took for that's incredible. Yeah, we got we got it locked in pretty quick on yeah, my finish. I, I think was, the first one was a little paler, a little more blue. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, so to make uh, purple, you need like way more red than blue. It ended up being like a four to one ratio is what I used oh, wow. uh, with e equal parts black. Um, and it, yeah, it turned out basically insane. It, it, That's the word, insane. <laughs> it's a top art. <laughs> The picture of when you're putting the final coats on the body, I showed it to uh, to my girlfriend Molly, and she was like, "I want that guitar so badly." <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I left a comment on uh, one of Chris's Instagram posts, and I said, "Well, I'm kicking my wife out of bed once I bring this guitar home." <laughs> <laughs> she has to have somewhere to sleep. The amethyst weapon has to yeah. be somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, like, how, how, what was like? Uh, I guess the catalyst, like what, 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 when did you pull the trigger to say, yo, build me this? Like, how did that come about? Pretty much immediately, my dude, pretty much immediately. So I, I tried out the other Cetra and when I walked it back, I was like, dude, let's start a build. Okay. And so Chris started specs with me literally that afternoon when I brought it back. And as soon as he kind of got some time to like to finish up the builds he was currently working on, I was in the next group. So I ordered mine and maybe April-ish of 2020, and I got mine in 2021 April. That's incredible. Like, so, yeah, it was about a one-year one uh, pull-through, but it was like his he, – he designed the F-hole with me. He, we sat mm -hmm. down, and we, we picked out what we wanted the F-hole to be like, mm -hmm. and we, we picked out, like, um, the way – you know, the book match top. Chris was very informative on pickups. Um, I ended up with the impulse set. And like we, I think what initiated my comment into jumping in was how we had talked about all these pickups have very similar descriptions on the website, brutal low end, but clarity with not, not sizzly high end. And you're like, you're like, holy shit, all these pickups sound like I'm buying the same thing. What am I getting? Right. And it's, it's really not the same thing. If you play Ben's guitar unplugged and you play my guitar unplugged, the amount of low end that Sapele has versus the amount of low end that Black Limba has is totally different. Mm -hmm. and the punchiness of my guitar is is more is more like 
in the transient where Benz has kind of got more of like, it sits on top of the transient. Like you hear the note, but the tra the transient and the note are at a very balanced level where my guitar is very percussive, like percussive to the point where it's like, you can play jazz chords on it and it has so much clarity. It's like, wow, like this has weight for cleans and this has weight for distortion, but it's a different type of distortion than Ben's and neither one's better or worse. It's more about what you're aiming for in your build. Yeah. And Chris was very, very informative with what, what, what would come out. And he got, I got the impulse set from, from bare knuckle, which is another Alnico five base set. Mm-hmm. But the output totally different from the polymath. Totally different. Totally different mid range too. More scooped. So yeah. like, yeah, Chris and uh, and Benji, like when you guys are now, you guys have played each other's builds. Um, it, what do you? What's like the feel between the two now? Like the ones you've played. Um, I mean, well, for me, the main difference that I find, like sonically, for instance is the Genova that Chris just built me, I feel like has a lot more clarity, especially with chords. I'm getting a lot more note definition mm -hmm. and a lot more of that like immediacy of attack that I really like to bring out in my plane. Um, the Cetra, on the other hand, I feel has this really, like Chris was saying, like how the transient and the, the note are existing like at a very balanced level versus mine has like the note on top. Chris's is just very smooth and even. And we talk a lot about the, the pickups, the impulse he has, for instance, is a blade set. So that like smoothness throughout the register um, versus I think with these, these polymaths, um, you do get a lot of like, Variation as you're starting to go up the register and the scale into the like quality of the note that you're getting. And it's in a way that I really like and I find musical. Right. Um, but you are getting a lot more variation with that. And then when we're talking about like playability, you know, it's comparing, you know, apples to oranges because he has ebony fretboard. I have a, a maple fretboard. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I like to play on. I actually hate playing on ebony fretboards. But I love playing Chris's guitar because it doesn't feel like I'm like pressing on a piece of plastic like most ebony fretboards that I play feel like. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I get I get a lot more I feel crispness mm -hmm. out of the the notes on on my fingerboard mm -hmm. versus on Chris's. I'd say it's a little more. It's almost like. It's like, fuck. I hate, <laughs> I hate talking. Talking is like the bane of my existence because there's always like that one word that's on the tip of your tongue. The, 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 that's yeah. happened to me several times in this it's, podcast. Just be like, edit this out. I don't know yeah, what the yeah. word is. Um, <laughs> I know, no, there's just, there's, um, there's a slightly, I think like softer, spongier quality maybe to Chris's fingerboard. Um, but they, mine's a hollow too. Mine's a yeah, hollow body. Yeah. Oh, okay. Both mine are hollow bodies. Yeah. Both my guitars are hollow yeah, bodies. Yeah, that that is one thing I was gonna uh, chime in on is re just regarding the difference in acoustic tone between uh, Chris's and Ben's builds. So both of Chris's Cetras are like a thin line style, so they have a ton of wood removed uh, in the body before the top is glued on, and Ben's Genova is actually 
uh, it is chambered how I usually uh, do my Genovas, but it's we decided to do like a half depth chambering um, just so that it does get that little bit of airspace under the top, um, yeah. but uh, to not relieve too much weight. Um, mm. So yeah, that I think that that like as the builder and you know building these different instruments over the course of several years and not having uh normally an opportunity to compare them back to back uh it's today has been really interesting like listening to chris and ben play all three of these instruments in like quick succession to one another and being like you know my goal whenever i get into building a guitar is just to build a good sounding instrument uh with regard to what the player's objectives are it's never like oh you know like I remember exactly what like Genova number three sounded like. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to like result in the sound of that. Like that's not possible. (laughs) That's never my train of thought. So Mm -hmm. uh, just with the objective of, I want this guitar that I'm currently building to sound good. And then getting to hear three of them from kind of like three different eras of, uh, like me developing as a builder all back to back, like in quick succession has been really interesting because they all sound good, but they all sound, they're all very uniquely voiced, like more so than I would have realized. Um, So that's, that's been really cool today. Well, I think um, Chris Johnson made a really good point the other day when we were talking about like the differences between uh, like the two setras that he has and what I felt like mine was going to be like that, you know, if you want a guitar that sounds literally the exact same as the other guitar that you are picking up, you know, from the music store, that's the same make and model. Yeah. You're going to be looking for a Gibson or an Ibanez or a Fender mm-hmm. or some like big name company that the guitars that Chris Yates builds are, as Chris Johnson put it, they're like an Excalibur. Mm. They're from a master <laughs> swordsman that, you know what? Every single one of these is going to be unique. It's going to have its own voice. It's going to have its own balance. You know, these aren't cookie cutter instruments. And when you get something like that, yeah, this guitar, it sounds exactly like I wanted it to. You know, there's no denying that, you know, I would not have changed anything about this build. You know, I don't want different pickups. I don't want different anything. This is, this is exactly my dream guitar, but because I'm getting a unique instrument, you know, it's not going to sound like Chris's Cetra. It's not going to sound like, you know, uh, Alec Newman's uh, Genova. Genova. You know, they they all have their own unique voices. And to me, that's something that I actually really enjoy about these guitars because, you know, I, it makes me want to buy another one because I'm yep. going to get something that's going to sound different. It's going to have its own mm-hmm. unique balances and its own unique voicings of certain things. So for me, that's incredibly special to be able to have access to something like that rather than, hey, I went and I bought this, you know, PRSSE and it sounds exactly the same as this other guy's PRSSE. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like the setup's the same. The the pickup height's the same. The, you know, the the methods that they used to glue it in. It's like the same guy doing the same job every day. So there's a consistency that's in that. But and and like, uh, I guess in the defense of that type of guitar for like touring artists like say for example mark holcomb always says like i this is the guitar that i play on stage is the exact one that you can go like buy in the store 
Because if his, you know, shit doesn't make it to the country they're playing in or, you know, like some catastrophe happens, he can literally go replicate that. So, yeah, like in yeah, that, in that instance, a, a that's, validity to that. that that's like awesome. Yeah. Like on that scale. But yeah, if you're looking for a unique um, like studio instrument, then yeah, like small builder. Uh, Mobius I, builder because Mobius, <laughs> yeah. Mobius like it's it's the Excalibur of guitars like if someone gives you a sword it doesn't matter how much you've trained on another sword this new sword that you're using is the one that you're going to learn to do your work around like if you hear one of Chris's guitars and you play it you're like this sounds exactly like what I want but my playing needs to adapt to this like mm. the the Cetra that I got from Chris this year the reason I bought it was because it was kind of almost more like it, it's a closer to Ben's Genova in the sense that it's brighter. It's got a more immediate attack. It's got a maple neck on it. It's got Peruvian walnut. It's got that Coco Bolo top that, that you sent over to him. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it's a complete juxtaposition to my other guitar. That almost sounds like a jazz guitar, right? Yeah. My blue one sounds almost like a jazz guitar. I mean, that's, that's incredible. It, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that the, you know, having to adjust your playing style to the instrument too. Um, I remember the, the last build I did, which was last year around this time. It's funny. It, uh, Facebook reminds me that around this time, I'm always building a guitar. And so <laughs> one year ago today, yeah, yeah like I, I, I'm, I'm staring at the neck of the guitar I'm building right now. And I'm, I'm reminded of last year when I built the guitar for uh, soul belly barbecue, uh, in down in like the fashion district here in, in Las Vegas. And so I, I, I was at, I was talking to the chef and I was when, when I had delivered the guitar and he was playing it, I think it was one of those things that was a bit jarring in the beginning. Like they, it was very unfamiliar to play a guitar, even though you played hundreds of guitars, but when you have something that's, that's custom with just not what you're used to, it's a little intimidating. And so people tend to shy away from that. And so I yeah. think that's why it like it hasn't I, I haven't seen it kind of take the forefront on their stage in a in a while, which is kind of a bummer, but at the same time I get it. Like that happens. So so wait, is that was that Soul Belly build? I can't remember if I asked you this uh previously. Was that like to be kind of like an art piece for them to hang in the barbecue joint, or were they gonna play it like the uh, whoever you built it for? Like I, I was, I was hoping it was going to be played a little more, um, but it's definitely like made with the idea that it's going to be like a showpiece on, on their uh, live music stage as well. Um, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, I remember playing it. I'm like, damn, I don't want to give this away. <laughs> I want to keep this one. Yeah, you loved that one. It's crazy because you're you're not wrong for feeling the way you feel in the sense that you're you you know you're wanting to see someone play it more, and it's it's a thing to learn how to play these guitars and there's a learning curve and maybe the people when they're coming to you know set up set and they're just test sound testing guitars real quick they haven't taken the time to really really delve into the instrument that you built yet all the way and really kind of see its capabilities because a custom guitar that's that's built and i i i view you as if the quality of wood that chris got to build the setter that i have and the quality of things that i've seen you put out so far I really want to try one of your guitars. So like, in my opinion, 
in my opinion, I think that that's just something that they haven't taken enough time to see the intricacies of. Because even me, I played Anderson for so long, you know, we were we were talking about pickup sounds and stuff like that and things today that when I got my Mobius, my first one, it was so acoustic and so immediate, like the sound yeah. that like um, I honestly couldn't keep up with the guitar. Like the, the note that I was playing and what was going on at the moment, I'm like, wow, it's coming back so quickly to me that yes. like I can hear more mistakes in my playing and I can hear more uh, bad choices in my, in my hand dynamics. And one of the things, you know, Ben and I have been talking about all day is like Ben, Ben's got a really strong right arm. And today he's been really, the whole day has been like, gotta me, calm down. Me telling him like, <laughs> yo dude, like the Mobius is like, already going to give you the note. Like Ben yeah. said, the way he described it was perfect. It wants to play notes. So you don't really need to egg it on. It's kind of like a person who's going to have a good conversation with you. All you need to do is just ask a question mm -hmm. yeah. and it's going to come up and give you that conversation. So it's like, I feel, I believe like the signature Mobius thing that you'll notice is ergonomic, which will become comfort. Mm -hmm. And that comfort will turn mm -hmm. into a movement that's so easy. You're going to play faster than you're used to which you might play five to 10 BPM faster for a while trying to control it, which in turn turns to you playing softer and more controlled and you right. getting more actual dynamics out of your instrument. So I think the Mobius thing is it's so ergonomic. It's actually edging you into becoming a better player properly. And, and what Chris talked about when he was designing it and when he was working, like we're talking about the leg cuts and everything. Chris was very, very aware of what good players want. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't asking people who weren't good technicians on guitar. He was asking very good instrumental technicians like, well, what would be the most comfortable and what would be this? And when it happens, the instrument that comes out is something that's so easy to play mm -hmm. and it's so musical. They all sound different, but they're all very musical that you really need. Like when I play Ben's guitar, mm -hmm. I actually literally need to play the guitar a little bit more like with an even lighter touch than mine because the limba has got like a mid range that like, if you hit Very too hard, snappy. it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll almost growl a little bit. Where yeah. like on my blue Mobius, if I were to play that guitar just as hard, you actually get so much punch and so much low end. You have to have conviction in that note and you better not be hitting it at the wrong time. Cause it'll just sound off time. Yeah. That guitar is one of the easiest guitars to sound off time on. And I've had a lot of people play it and go, yo dude, this is like, this is like sliding around in a water slide with like oil <laughs> that, on my body. I was just thinking about that because I, I was thinking back to Alex asking about what the difference between like our guitars was. And I was like thinking about the first few times I played Chris's um, Cetra. I couldn't play shit because <laughs> I, and it's because my hand was moving to places quicker than I intended it to. Because huh. it was so easy to move around the neck and the notes came out so easily. I'm used to having to like fight my JP or fight my You're Mexican agile. strat or fight. Yeah. <laughs> You're fighting an agile. That's just kill, a Mike Tyson. Man. Kill myself with a, you know, on my agile with a an eight string with a straight scale. So the bottom <laughs> string's still flubby and the top string's like a fucking tele. 28.5 yeah, like, inch on the top string. It's like a fucking <laughs> mandolin slicing my fingers off and. You know, uh, but when I sat down and played Chris Cetra the first few times, I'm like, oh, my God, I know how to play better than this. We all know that I know how to play better than yeah. this. It's just <laughs> the instrument feel is so, like, fast 
and smooth and even. It's a race car. Like it's a. You just need to adjust to it. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. If you know, I can I can drive a you know a manual around all day long and be like, I know how to drive a stick shift, mm-hmm. and I do. But I guarantee if you put me in a fucking race car, I'm going to run into a wall. <laughs> that V12 Lambo. It's going to take me some time to get used to it. It's funny. That's um, an interesting comparison. And, 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 and um, I know that, like, it's interesting talking about Mobius guitars as an entity and have Chris here, too, and all of us are talking about our experiences. <laughs> yeah, and we've said it's very a, lot weird. Of, a lot about Chris, and he hasn't gotten to say a whole lot about himself. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, awesome at taking compliments, but I'm just uh, stoked that you guys are as... Uh, as Chris would say, juiced on <laughs> on the design and builds as you are. I, I, I yeah, it's a, the when I first had my my hands on the the kitchen sink Mobius and the eight string. Um, I believe we were downtown in Reno at a restaurant. It was uh, it was you, Chris, me, and Monica, and yep. you you brought out the guitars, and I, I I my I don't know if I told you this like my first impression because i'm like i don't know who this guy is like we just we started chatting on the <laughs> yeah because we at that point had you and i only connected over sevenstring.org only sevenstring.org and uh instagram okay yeah yeah so you're like hey oh I'm because i found out. yeah i found your uh your blog that that's what right. it was that's right and and so I remember the instant I picked up the kitchen sink guitar and I and I just like thumbed out a chord or played something, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like I need to step up my game. Like this, <laughs> this is some. Nice it comes quick. Detail. Yeah. No, it was it was almost instantaneous. And I know that sounds like okay. He, he's my buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna gush about him. But if he's also my buddy, I am not gonna be afraid of being like, bro, this sucks ass. Um, <laughs> yes, bro. Yep. Yes, that's the thing. That's an actual friend right there. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. That's true. It was hard to say anything sucked because, you know, I had known Chris through when he had done Axe Hacks, and I had watched Chris fix well, up guitars and, and you helped with axe axe you were in a couple episodes yeah and i also got to see chris build his first uh black machine i got to at, at that wedding oh we, i also tried his black machine build that's that's how string? that's how chris came on my radar actually without even knowing chris i i followed his post because of his the uh, the black machine one that he you went to to europe to deliver this one too oh it's a oh, uh, for that, carl's yeah so that one's for uh my now good friend carl yeah. It, it's funny um, listening to you guys describe like the acoustic qualities of the Mobius builds because when Carl uh, took delivery of his, so his is a multi-scale uh, B7 style. <clears throat> and uh, I distinctly remember him saying it's the, it was the first guitar he had played that felt like it was screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. I was like, that's a compliment right there. <laughs> That's a metal guitar, all right. And so, like, I remember after that, we were we connected, and I was just like, I think we talked about it that time, and that was like 2018 or something. Um, I think I was just in fellowship for Hospice and Palliative Medicine, and I was I found a, a workshop to, to play. I just started using the Shaper Origin, and so I was like, I'm gonna I want to keep in touch with this guy because I feel like like we both are on the same wavelength with a lot of things 
our build philosophies are very similar. And, you know, I think like having someone who will outright tell you that something sucks or not is invaluable. Like, well, maybe in a nicer way. I remember I was for this build, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just keep the headstock um, the way it is and not put a matching veneer to match the fretboard. And you're like, man, I don't know. I'm going to say, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally Chris. That's not rad, though. It needs the veneer, bro. So within hours, I'd, uh, I'd applied the headstock <laughs> and then cut it to size and sent him a picture. He's like, oh, my God, it looks much, much better. And I, I, and I sent the picture to some other friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Um, so it's it's kept my um my own ability like you know when you have someone that you're you're friends with you're building with um it keeps you on your game in order so you can still be better at what you're doing and so that's like from from that moment where where i actually held one of his guitars i was like yup i gotta step up my shit well, well and that's what we want from our friends, right? We want totally. the people who are going to inspire us. We're going to inspire them. The people who are also going to be honest with us about how we can improve what we're doing. Right. You no, know, that's, Chris that's, tells me things all the time. I tell Chris things all the time. And, you know, it's all about, like, how do we get through life with the best experience possible with the best people around us? And that's another reason that I'm so grateful to be able to get this guitar from Chris Yates because, you know, yeah, there are millions of awesome guitars out there. But you know what? This one was made by a really good friend of mine. And it's everything that I want. <laughs> there we go. Sold. Yeah. I guess, Chris, like, you know, they've talked about their experiences, like, you know, from start to finish and playing it and how it's kind of inspired them. Like, from your perspective, you know, going through, you know, iterations of these builds to their completion like what have you have you learned anything i guess from the process like stuff that you're going to apply to future builds and stuff like that i mean i will say one thing because like we we also have to like take a step back and recognize that uh i i've built at this point a total of i think just under 20 guitars sure something like that so yeah not not a an incredible number of instruments, but, uh, you know, enough to learn a lot from everyone along the way. And Chris actually, <clears throat> uh, just asked like right before we started this, like recording this, um, if I felt like building each guitar is like getting easier. And I think I said like, well, it's, it's definitely to a point where I second guess myself a lot less. Um, sure where I, I just have a lot more confidence going into every step. Um, you know, I don't uh, like uh, put put the neck on, string it up, and pray to God that it intonates. Jesus, please let the bridge be in the right spot. Twelfth fret on my Louis is an F. What yeah. the fuck did I do? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that having that level of uh, comfort and confidence just in, um, your, your own designs and being able to sort of like foresee how they'll come together, uh, kind of lets you, uh, I guess like think 
yeah, kind of think about how things can evolve um, into, yeah, I guess just like different models or different iterations of existing models. Like I just showed these guys yesterday, the, the drawing that I did of the offset body um, that I came up with that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're dancing around we're, over here getting pumped up right now. We're, we're flexing awesome. brother. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about certain, uh, certain aspects of that one. I think it could be really cool. Um, I have some ideas to make it pretty unique. And then, uh, I also, man, I got super inspired. I think I, uh, sent you a picture of, uh, PRS. Yeah. Just, uh, like posted pictures of a couple of their recent uh, models that have no magnetic pickups at all. It's just, it's still an electric guitar body design with no visible pickups, no knobs, um, just a piezo uh, built into the bridge. And I was like, dude, I have to build a Genova like that, like a super um, like purpose built, very acoustically loud, uh, Genova body with a piezo Hanna's bridge. I yeah. have like, I can't not build that guitar sometime in the next year. It sounds so rad. You can, you can get a, a line six very modeler. Yeah. Like the Parker fly with the MIDI, like, you know, just it built uh -huh. into the, into yeah. the piezo. Dude, let's bring line six back. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Honestly, Make honestly, I had one of the, the updated very for a while. Yeah. It's totally awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's some sounds the, that were usable. The original Variax, the one that didn't have a pickup and didn't yeah. have any knobs or anything. Yeah. Was, those were, oh my God. Yeah. Like, not good. Yeah. Every time I think of a guitar without any magnetic pickups, I think of a Line 6 Variax. Yeah. They, like, yeah. They, they tried. They tried to make yeah. it cool. It was an experiment. I give him credit for that. I, I think uh, one of my buddies, he's, he's the, the, the guy that's getting the next guitar I'm building. Um, he, he uses a Line 6 Variax guitar live. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And Just for like ver uh, versatility, I think um, actually for some tuning changes and stuff like that through the software. That's, that's what I use mine for. I use yeah. mine for tuning changes for yeah, songs. He, does he does he play? Is it like a cover gig? No, he they they do originals. It's that um, the guitarist from Bloodywood, the the Indian folk metal band that's gotten pretty popular recently. Nice. So I've, I've been meaning to build him something for years now, and I honestly, I've something or other has come up. So I have like the neck cut out and the fretboard, you know, put in and everything. But I need to build the body and put everything together. Um, but I've been wanting to get get a guitar in his hands for a long time now. So hopefully, now that this this current build that I'm making is uh, coming to a close, I can get back on that one, finish that one out. But um, nice. but yeah, like I like what I see, like when I see him play or stuff like that. The the Variax concept is brilliant to me. Um, yeah. If you were to somehow just throw that in with the rest of that build, if you make it, holy shit, that'd be something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on board that train for sure. Well, honestly, like that's what the guys from Thrice did for a few albums is they were using line six Variaxes that they had reinstalled inside like baritone tellies. And Interesting. Stuff. Huh? And it sounded incredible. I mean, thrice always has monstrously good guitar tones. Yeah. But it was before yeah. Dustin had his like signature with music man. 
Yeah, Didn't Muse's yeah. guitar player have like one of those kind of like? No, he had a chaos pad. He had a chaos pad, yeah. and that was what it was. Um, who, who was that? One of the Just, man- uh, Matthew Bellamy from Muse had a chaos oh, pad. Okay, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the guys from Thrice had the Line Six Variax stuff because they switched tuning so much, especially on like all their new like kitchen sink post hardcore stuff. That like you know they're switching tunings. They're playing like banjo stuff live using like the modelers from the line six stuff for banjos and mandolins and like upright bass and all this stuff that I thought at the time was like, I was like, this is fucking wild. I'm going to get a, a very and do the same kind of stuff. And it really, it actually did the trick for, for what it was for like a live guitar that can change tunings from like standard to turn a knob. And now it's in drop C and I can play something. And it still sounds like it's tracking things normally. It, right, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh man, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you guys had the experiences that you had. Um, you know, I, I gotta get on. I gotta get stop slacking and order myself because that's on my list of things to do. Well, we have to uh, follow through with our idea oh, yeah. of just building building each other a guitar to trade <laughs> but that'd be legit yeah yes. that'd be legit yeah I, about that. I mean honestly i, w- I want to try one of your guitars too alex like yeah especially if like there's a baritone i don't know you know <laughs> this guy in his baritone this guy won't stop man this guy won't stop with the baritones i just i need an offset baritone in my life like somebody has to whet that appetite well that's probably what I'm gonna build next. Yep. <laughs> Alex, what Mo- what Mobius like? Uh, what Mobius like in your mind? Like, what do you see Mobius being for you? Like, what what kind of guitar would you want from Mobius? I you know what I I I would pro- honestly probably have him um, recreate a ver- like an updated version of his kitchen sink guitar. Ah, yeah, dude. That, what would you call that model? What would that model be called? That would be like a totally, it'd be like a Cetro, but it'd be like weird. It'd be like something else. The Cetro. The Cetro. <laughs> <laughs> the KSM. I don't Did know. You? <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think because that's the first one that I, I, I don't think I've connected with an instrument quite like that one. So I would definitely want to see what, what he would do without in that regard and so like if like chris chris brought it up where we were like maybe we should do a uh a custom build for each other and and i'm like yeah dude i am totally down for that like you you have like full reign of like my entire wood library and so we would just we would do that and then try to try to make our do the best we can for for each other and then document it Maybe even do like a, a video podcast of some of the process, I guess. Yeah, I think that would be really sick. That'd be extremely interesting to see your guys' process in building a not only a guitar, but building a guitar for another builder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would inspire another builder. Something that would another builder would be like, hey, I built guitars, but you guys are looking for something extremely unique. Right. Yeah. Like, and you could ask him for a lot of really annoying stuff like me and Chris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like just make another feature that you know he hasn't done yet and let's go. Oh, you already know how to do stainless steel and colored finishes and intricate inlays <laughs> and pocket, uh, pocketed frets. Funny enough, okay. I bought yeah. a Variax yeah. circuit yeah. and I need you to put it in. Like, <laughs> it's already in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, straight up, dude. Straight you have to, let's go. Fuck. Out all the electronics from all my favorite pedals, and I'm gonna. I got a bunch of knobs. <laughs> I uh, I need you to do something with. Me. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I actually have a, a Gibson Challenger. I installed a delay pedal inside. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got like eight knobs on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, which one of these was feedback and which is delay time? <laughs> oh, that's repeats. Oh God, yeah. it won't stop. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that that'd be a really fun thing to uh, to get going at some point. Like, because I mean, I've got. I mean, let's face it. I've been hoarding wood for years, and this Chris, is, this is true. I, I, I can attest. I, I think because uh, <laughs> usually I end up te- te- uh, texting him after. I'm like, bro, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I really don't need this. I'm like, what what build is that for? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> Check out my wood, bro. You're like, you're you're like, what what are you gonna use that for? I'm like, oh, I have absolutely no idea, but it's gonna go. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be amazing eventually. It is used. The but yeah no I mean like Chris whenever we do this I mean I we'll FaceTime I'll go through like all like the the shit that I have that I'm probably never going to get to but <laughs> I have it. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm super down. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. Um, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to do figure out how we're going to go about that. It'll be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have to find a chunk of time where we both have like uh, a gap <laughs> in between yeah. other builds and other other shit to do. Yeah, right. I mean, like, I'm lucky right now where my my work schedule finally got changed to something I I'm actually very. Yeah. And so the moment that happened, I like went into hyperdrive with this build, and so now I'm, I'm I already applied finish to the neck and body. And I'm gonna. I'm, I've start started making the net, which means I'll wire it up in the next day or two, and then, yeah. you know, final coats of wax, and then we're done. Yeah, that Clara walnut top looks ridiculous, and the the figuring on the mahogany. That's a one piece mahogany body, right? Yeah, it's one piece. I I kind of didn't un, didn't realize how crazy the figuring was until I started sanding it, and I was like, damn, I should have kept this piece. Yeah, it has like crazy, uh, like wavy kind of horizontal uh, lines going through it. Yeah, and so I'm uh, I'm super stoked on this. Nice. Yeah. Hey, wait. Are you guys are you guys going to be recording some clips of uh, some of the builds? No. <laughs> yeah. 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 We. Uh, well, I, actually, I think these guys have a clearer idea of what we're going to record over the next couple of Yeah, Ben, days. tell them about it. Yeah, so um, because I have a, a single coming out soon, I'm actually filming a music video with Chris Johnson on February 6th for it, for the oh. official video. But while we're here, we're going to do a live playthrough of the single. Okay. Um, because Chris Chris has a, a guest solo at the end of the song. Oh. And then for live shows, he's going to be my rhythm guitarist. I'm going to be his rhythm guitarist. So he's playing all the, the rhythm parts in my music video, and he's going to do it for this live playthrough as well. Yeah, so we've been working our asses off on that for the last like month or so, like getting all the parts learned. And, you know, I obviously don't write things where I'm trying to take it on easy on myself. No, um, and I really want to like push things. And Chris has been amazing with like, 
learning these really annoying, stupid parts that I write. And we're going to do a little playthrough here in Chris's shop. Um, one, just like it's going to be a really cool location, but also just celebrating like Chris and how awesome this experience has been. Sure. Um, so we're going to do that on Wednesday mm -hmm. to, so we can have like a day or so to practice because I'm uh, I had COVID the last like week and a half. And uh, fortunately, like finally tested, you know, negative like, Saturday night, Saturday, the day before <laughs> the day we before left, coming, my brother. And I was like, I was like, thank God I don't have to postpone <laughs> this trip and like everything's fucked. But yeah, so we'll do we'll spend tomorrow like practicing a little bit. We might shoot a little bit of video, do a lot of like nice little like glamour shots of the yeah. the Genova and the sun. Like if if we get a nice sunny day outside, take some shots out around the snow. Check that right now. Um and then if we if we come up with a couple of things, maybe to like film just like goofing around with the guitar and like going over maybe some of the like the specs, the things I asked for, how like the tonality of it is, and so you know, we'll do a little demo like that. Um, maybe film a little bit of that tomorrow. Yeah, I think that would be great. Honestly, Those like, are all the uh, specs. I'm looking forward to that. We'll, we'll we'll put a link in this the description when we uh, when I edit you know this whole episode, so they can find you guys. They can see the demo. You know, just to wrap up the whole the whole episode when people see it for the for the first time. I think that'll be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, I gotta uh, you know get the word out about the music and pretend like I know what I'm doing with with my life. <laughs> the I only mean, way to do that is Benji. You support have, from other for this last year. You have been busy as hell. Um, just cover cover after cover with great sound and production. The playing is just incredible. I mean, also Chris, you, you know, you you have your podcast too. Tone, tone and Toneful, you know, shout out to that. I think that's been incredible. Oh, um, thank you. You guys have been super busy this past year, man. Like, it's, I'm really excited to see what's next. Yeah, there's there's definitely, we, me and Chris have been talking, like, the last few months about how 2023 is, like, the year where things are really starting to, like, fall into place that we've worked so hard to build and see come to fruition um you know pandemic obviously sucked and reset a lot of things but um you know chris is one of the most talented musicians i've ever seen or ever heard like he's he's somebody that every time i'm around him i'm inspired to like try and level up and do more and this past like year yeah, yeah, working yeah. on some music with him him like helping me with my songs it's just like that's what I want from life. And 2023, we're finally going to start having this stuff out and like having our own original music for people to, to be able to listen to. And for us to actually have to stand behind ourselves and say, Hey, there are a lot of people who can play guitar out there. Everyone has talent. There are people who can play me under the table all day long for the rest of my life. Sure. But the music that we're creating is something that I'm so incredibly proud of, like, I wouldn't go. want to be doing it with anybody else. And 2023 is where we're going to finally start taking off with that stuff. Amen, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for that. What, what's, what's your, is, is this the, the new project that you've, you've changed your IG name to? Yeah. Yeah. Ocean. So, so that was the oceans and silhouette. <laughs> um, He's got a story behind oh, this one. Man, it's a great story. I'll, I'll give you the really short version. It was the band uh, name of uh, a project that started at the beginning of the pandemic and it just didn't work out. Um, 
And I had released my last instrumental single under my my name, Ben McSherry. And when I was getting ready to like get like mix this one and like get everything ready to go, I was like, you know, I don't want to keep releasing music under like my name because I just think that's kind of lame. I like having like a project name, something people can like fall behind and like, that, you know, that's it why just, it's called Mobius guitars and not Chris Yates guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Please have a name for your project. everybody. So, uh, yeah. So it'll be, uh, I got everything changed over. So like, it'll be oceans and silhouette is what I, uh, released my music under just like Chris has the tiger loves jazz, um, is what he's planning on releasing stuff under. And what we'll do is, you know, when we do live shows, it'll be half him, half me, for our original stuff and we'll just back each other up and have the same rhythm section um for both like bands but be performing together sure sure i know all the cool riffs that ben plays i get to learn all of them that's one of the most <laughs> privileging uh things around is uh being able to sit around and not only write music for myself but get to learn music that ben writes and get to spend time with i mean he says the same thing but I think as a guitar, as what you and Chris are doing, it's almost like you're keeping each other in check by building guitars and talking to each other totally. and kind of making sure that the movement's still going. It, it kind of connects with like what real friends are and they keep you on your purpose. And mm -hmm. Ben has never let me stray from music. There's a lot of times where, you know, I work, a, you know, I'm like you, Alex, I have like a really hardcore day job sure. where like you can get burned out and then stop doing what you need to do. Oh, and Oh, dude, I like I know your job's probably the craziest one of all of us. Like, and uh, so hands down, the yeah, fact that like you're here tonight inspires yeah. the hell out of me, bro. And the fact that like you are going into hypercharge mode and going, I'm going to get this build done to me. That makes me want to stay up even later tonight and practice. You know what I mean? Because then he gives me that same faith. He's like, yo, bro, like I know you got a lot going on and like you're dealing with this. But if you can help out with this and do this and then I can work on this and we put all of our best skills into like a bucket and we try to cook the best recipe that we can and right. make something that not only makes each individual happy, but something that makes both of us happy together and to see and support him to be here today with Chris Yates and be here with Ben and just to see him get his guitar. Honestly, like I feel like I got a guitar today. <laughs> like, like it's the craziest thing, but like just to see Ben win and like get something that he's been waiting for and he's been working on and he saved money for and he's taught a shitload of lessons for like mm -hmm. this is like and trust me i've been there during his lessons he has to teach some tough ones man where you're like man how do you make it through that lesson like i'm proud of this guy thank you for you thank guys you. i mean it's <laughs> it's uh, it, it's one of the few times like you know people will, will m might look at this and be like everyone's kind of gushing on this but it's it's a lot of this good positivity that really 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 is what the scene the scene kind of needs feel like it's easier to get sucked into some of the negativity that, you know, when people are happy about things, or, I don't know, I've been seeing a lot more. It's really it's, nice to see everyone kind of uplifting each other. You know, one of, one of the things that drives me the most insane is the ease in which people jump to their keyboard to trash something oh, online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I know Charlie Robbins, who I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, one of the most phenomenally talented guitar players of our generation. Syncata was the most insane amount of 
bullshit that people write on his posts and his videos for comments about speeding up and faking it and garbage. And he'll post raw iPhone videos and people still like post stupid comments on it. I'm like, that's not like the kind of person that I want to be or that I want to be around. And I am fortunate enough and, you know, hopefully these guys feel the same way about me in return that the people that I surround myself are with are the ones that are lifting me up. And like Chris was saying, you know, the tribe that you're surrounding yourself with is keeping you accountable and keeping your movement forward and not letting you be stagnant because, you know, that's the only thing that we can do to really like grow and progress is to do it with other people and to like be positive about it. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm just going to end up, 60 years old by myself mad that no one wants to listen to my music no matter how good i am right because i'm a jackass <laughs> <laughs> let's not be jackasses don't do it uh, yeah no but that but that's it right i mean the the one the one good thing that i've seen for the most part um and i mean chris you've seen it too like in the luthier community or guitar build or whatever you want to call it. Like for the most part, since it's such a small circle, people are usually generally very supportive. It's usually the ones who have, who, who are like stuck in their ways, you know, don't really open their minds up to any other perspectives. Usually are the ones who are like, Oh, that's, that's stupid or something like that. You'll see on the phones. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for, yeah, for whatever reason, it, it seems like, well, it even kind of like can be related to, uh, specific guitar designs that like those types of people gravitate towards, (laughs) you know, like just the, the mentality of like, oh, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's not a Les Paul, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, uh, enjoying my playing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I do think that just that having that yeah. inherent optimism um to like create something new uh whether or not it is like objectively better um just to to foster that sort of curiosity and excitement is super important. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, completely, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to hear what you guys have in store. Um, I mean, I, if you guys are snapping pictures and videos, um, if you guys can put them somewhere where we can, we can put a link to so people can see, they'll have access to it whenever they, you know, come and see this episode too. And then, uh, you know, people can really see a whole, I guess, a whole spectrum of how the sounds are see what we're going on about um yeah yeah for sure um let's see for for this evening we've got this uh this logic session open with ben plugged into it uh did we want to get just some some little jam going a noodle Uh, a noodle or two i I know you're mostly going to hear string noise over there but i can I can pretend to play something well, for a second, and then you'll hear the audio later. Yeah, we can sync it up. <laughs> I can always put put it on top, of course. Yeah.
Chris, you can play. <laughs> oh, oh God. Sounds good to me, man. I mean, all right, it's, it's always that, uh, that, hey, can you play guitar? Yeah, I love, I love to play guitar. I play guitar all the time. And then, like, all your knowledge falls off your brain. instrument is so like you can hear it this is uh, like the bridge and then the neck What a gorgeous sounding good Genova right there that Ben has. Yes. What a gorgeous I mean, honestly, guitar. Like, I'm listening it through my phone on the speakerphone, and I can I can still tell how harmonically rich it is, and that's like that's something I'm looking for. Like even the instruments I build, and so I'm super stoked to hear more of this. Yeah, we're excited to play one of Ben's songs, and we thought it would be really cool because we'd be using uh, the blue setra for rhythm. Like I told you that instrument has so much low end, you know, you can really hear the rhythm guitar parts and hear how uh, percussive it is. And Ben's guitar has got this really beautiful mid range and he's going to be doing a lot of leads on that song. So we think it's going to be really cool. 
Um, I have a lead, so you'll get to hear what one of the leads sound like on on the Setra. Mm -hmm. um, we both have the same bridge in our guitar that uh, Chris so graciously put parts together to make a special trem. The trem is 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 a combination of three different brands parts. So the fact that Chris could be uh, wise enough to see uh, the weight of the block that it would need and all that stuff, you'll get to hear parts, uh, you know, guitars that have similar parts on them, but at the same time, the variation of sound that you get out of even having some similar uh, machine parts, you know, like tuners and things like that. So it's, it's incredible. I, I can't wait. I, I think that's incredible. I mean, I'm, you know, I think this, this may be a, a good place to wrap up a bit, but before we do, um, Benji and Chris, why don't you tell everyone how people can find out more about you and where they can find your music? Yeah. Um, so on my socials, it's oceans in silhouette. Um, that's Instagram. Don't try and talk to me on Facebook. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Um, and my music is under Oceans and Silhouette on Spotify. I have a YouTube that's just youtube.com slash Ben McSherry. That's my channel. Um, and yeah, you know, if you guys listen to the music and you like it, um, you know, go get your brain checked. <laughs> Are you still uh, giving lessons out to people? Like, is that a separate place to find that? Uh, no, yeah, you can hit me up there. I, I do Zoom lessons. Uh, I do like lessons for guitar, bass, uh, production for songwriting. Um, been doing a lot of that. That's how I, you know, make most of my money. And then just do like projects for people too. Like, you know, we're working on Chris's music. Um, I've done a few EPs lately for this band down in LA that's been awesome. Um, and I'd love to do more of that stuff. Um, so if anybody has any projects that they, you know, they really want somebody's like professional touch on like hit me up beautiful beautiful chris what about you man um so you can find me at uh, instagram at the tiger loves jazz um you can also find me on instagram at uh toned and toneful um you're going to find both outlets um toned and toneful is definitely for musicians who are looking to build a positive mindset looking to build up their uh physical health and looking to use their physical health and mentality to help their music um, and then uh, the Tiger Loves Jazz is where you're going to find my guitar music. And uh, if you go to YouTube, it's just YouTube slash the Tiger Loves Jazz and then YouTube.com slash uh, Toned in Toneful. So they're both there, too, as well. Beautiful, beautiful. And I, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. You guys are just really super humble and really nice man. dudes to talk about and bounce ideas off of and whatnot. Um, you know, Chris, I mean, uh, Chris, Chris Yates, I know uh, we've uh, kind of overshadowed you <laughs> by talking about you. But um, I'm so okay with it. <laughs> but, uh, he was jamming on the uh, he was jamming on the kitchen sink in the background, just so you know. I was, yeah. Just just, just mocking us. I love that guitar. Um, <laughs> he's like, Alex thinks I'm going to build him another one of these? <laughs> that fool. <laughs> it's exactly right. But um, Chris, uh, are you working on anything that you want people to know about or anything in the pipeline or just anything at all that you want everyone to know about? Uh, honestly, right now that I wrapped up Ben's insane build, uh, I'm taking a uh, short but deliberate break <laughs> from building uh, to finish uh, skiing and snowboarding this season. Um, and then, uh, come back to it refreshed and inspired, 
Um, but yeah, I've got. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I've got ideas for a new body shape uh, with a new headstock shape. I'm going to be exploring some more um, in, in regard to like full CNC uh, automation just to get builds out a bit quicker. Sure. Um, I even with the origin, I really want to build a guitar with uh, true temperament frets, just if nothing else for like a point of reference. Um, and just just to see how all that goes. There's there's a bunch of stuff I want to build. You know, obviously the the one that I mentioned earlier with no magnetic pickups and just the piezo. I'm super stoked for that. And also. Uh, I'm sitting next to a couple acoustic guitar kits uh, that my dad and I are supposed to put together. Oh, um, so we'll see what I learned from those as well. That was fun. Because that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> like people ask me, like, are you going to build acoustics? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I think... I I don't know. I the so the kits that I have are from Stumac. One is like a current uh model that they sell and another one is one that my dad bought like 20 or 30 years ago when it it was it's like an official Martin guitar uh from Pennsylvania that just isn't yet assembled. Um, so you, you get to like finish the assembly of an actual Martin guitar, which is super rad. And it's not a full size dreadnought body. It's like a, uh, concert sized ish. It's like, um, I, I'm completely going to butcher the names of like these very well-known acoustic guitar shapes, but, um, it has, it's, it's the body, like the lower bout is more rounded than a dreadnought, but it's smaller than a dreadnought. Okay. Okay. So that might be considered like a concert size. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's one of those. It looks awesome. I'm super curious on the newer, uh, the newer kit if I can uh, put it together, but then also implement like some of my design ideas to like make an acoustic more ergonomic stuff like that. Um, so yeah, uh, a whole whole bunch of ideas. Just taking a bit of a break first <laughs> entirely um yeah i mean I, let's see on, on my end i'm gonna try to get to uh karen's build so i can uh one day see a guitar played on a big stage so kind of yeah, one of those things if i can get that to be done um yeah that'll be really fun and then at some point oh, yeah. we'll talk about our our build for each other Yes, definitely. That'd be super, super fun and super like it's something we should have done by now. <laughs> Probably co-hosting a podcast about each other's guitars. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll send I'll send mine to Ben and Chris, and you'll do the same as well, and we'll have them duke it out. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, it'll be riff wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, cool, man. You guys just have to fly over here. Yeah. Oh, that would it. be legit, my guy. Well, you're still in Vegas, right? Yeah, I am. Oh I well, am. I'm. You know what? I'm probably gonna be there in a couple of months, so yeah, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll be in touch about that. Nice. Absolutely. 
Yeah, guys. Well, I'm I'm stoked, man. This this has been a really fun episode. I think it's kind of a unique ability. I kind of w- wish uh, Alec was here too. Um, uh, I know. In, in time, <laughs> that that will be the extra ridiculous version of this episode. Oh my yeah. god, that'll be the one where nothing productive gets. <laughs> He's gonna doggy, he's doggy. gonna listen to this and be like, "What the fuck, guys?" This <laughs> <laughs> is not cool. <laughs> but yeah, nah, guys, really other final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up. Uh, I mean, I'm just really stoked that like you guys had us on the this whole trip out here to Idaho to hang out with Chris and pick up my build has been so amazing. Um. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to everything that we're going to be doing over the next few months with me and Chris Johnson. And I can't wait to see what comes next for you guys, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, anything from your end, buddy? Um, I'm just trying to talk to Chris about another build. I'm just so pressurous. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> also been happening. Yeah, because so. I love guitars, um, you know, but I just wanted to say thank you so much, Alex, for making the moment to speak with us today and be excited with Ben and us. I think one of the things that you would like and you would think was cool to know is that we've been talking about you throughout the day today, talking about how cool it was to get a call from you this morning and not just a text Uh and how much it means that you're part of like the group here and that how much it means that you're part of like the team of people who would be excited with us. Yeah, for sure. No, no, it's, it's, you know, these are, these are really important moments and, you know, I, I, it means more like, you know, being in, in, in a circle of people who understand the significance as well. And so, I'm with you guys, and I'm sure we're all going to be you know, doing more as the months go on. Mm-hmm. For sure. All righty. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's that's a wrap for our episode, and I'm I'm glad everyone else tuned who's listening to this tuned in. Just kind of gush over Chris and how amazing he, he is, and talking about his mm-hmm. and all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see everyone in the next episode. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Don't Fret, a guitar builder's podcast. We hope to release episodes once or twice a month. And in the meantime, we started a thread over at sevenstring.org under the Luthery section. We'll be able to field questions and post updates there in addition to our usual social media outlets. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, let us know. And we'll see you again real soon. Oh,